0: Today, we are opening the gut health chapter of our podcast with Dr. Gonzalo González-Mateos. Our unmatched hosts, Michael Colell, Global Technical Director, and Hong Yeowling, Technical Director Asia, are going to deep dive into the nutritional aspect of the topic with Dr. González-Mateos. Is there, are there particular grains uh, that, that are... Um... Are helpful at this early stage uh, piglet. I mean, okay, for example, here in Asia, you know, a, a lot of people uh, consume rice. Yeah. Uh, it's probably something that may be a little too expensive to use in animal diets all the time. Uh, but we've um, certainly seen in human studies where uh, rice has been um, used uh, in, yeah. in diseases. So what, what are your thoughts on that? For example, different kinds of grains uh, helping out with the digestive tract? Yeah. Okay, I, w- I will tell you, I will talk on that maybe later, maybe now before, because one thing that we forgot, because fiber, we are very happy. We talk about fiber, we don't know what we are talking about. Fiber, everything that we don't know what to do with it, we call fiber. <laughs> fiber, the only thing that's important for fiber is not digested, but can be fermented. And now the point is, fermentation is good or bad? People believe that fermentation might be fiber. Once first, fiber is not good. But once I have fiber, let's pick up something that is soluble, that is fermentable, because then I will have free fatty acid, which is correct. But for piglets, this could be okay for sows, for example, because it always give you a comfort, no? But for piglets, probably it's more important today at the winning time, insoluble fiber, because the problem in piglets is that you have diarrhea. You have diarrhea means that you have multiplication of pathogens. You have multiplication of pathogens means that the feed is not moving fast. If the feed moves fast, the bacteria cannot work, cannot grow. So, to me, it's very important that in this diet, we are using insoluble fiber. We don't want for the first 10 days after weaning, we don't want soluble fiber. After that, I think it's good, because then you have all what we say, the free fatty acid and all these things that we mentioned. But remember... Okay. Again, it's important to know which is your problem, and depending on that, you will recommend insoluble fiber, or in case that you don't know, you recommend a mixture. That's what I do. I mean, if I don't know <laughs> what is better, I, I do a mixture. Uh, there, are there certain yeah. uh, ingredients that are higher uh, or what What are good ingredients that contain good levels of insoluble fiber? Uh, and, and what are some ingredients that contain good levels of soluble fiber, I guess? Uh, could, could you give some examples for some of our listeners who it may can- not be so versed? Yeah. With fiber, you have to be careful because all of them are totally different. And when you say one of them, it's not necessarily correct 100%. But let's say an example to me, very clear of insoluble fiber, is oat holes. In general, all the cereals are very rich in insoluble fiber. Oat holes, even rice holes. Rice holes has a problem that is very very high in silica. And the silica might affect the digestive tract because it's very... I mean, you 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 can have some problem with the silica or the rice hole. but the straw. I'm using Spanish straw. Also, it's difficult, more difficult to handle, but it's correct. So these oat hulls, oat hulls have, for example, as an example that I put, have two benefits: first, it's insoluble, and second, it's not fermented. No benefits. Two two ideas. And now, the opposite could be sugar beet pulp. Sugar beet pulp is soluble and it's not lignified, so it's very easily fermented. So it depends what you want. No, I want free fatty acids. Make sure that you use sugar beet pulp. No, I want something that moves the feed out of the digestive tract. Sugar beet pulp will not do that because it's not lignified. You will need something that is lignified as alcohol or a straw, that will move the feed out so the animal will not grow because the fiber is reducing the digestibility because it's increasing the rate of passage. But my objective is not that. My objective is not to have diarrhea. In order not to have diarrhea, you have to move fast the feed to avoid multiplication of microorganisms. And, and what did the rice on, on, on that? Because I remember being a kid, my mother always eat rice. Yeah. This, is, this is important. Now let's go to the cereal, which is the part. And, I learned that, and you ha- I think you will have it. I learned a lot from John Plasky from, from Perth, from New Zealand, from New Zealand, from Australia. I learned a lot from them. Yeah, I started working. It, it, it was funny because I started working with rising pigs, but to use it in broilers. In broilers, the reason is because I want very low fiber in broilers to make sure that low fiber diet makes the broilers to have diarrhea, not to grow. And then I start using rice in broilers. Uh, In pigs, it's not the the same. In broilers, rice is very digestible, have more energy than corn, and finished. It's a very good product. But just because it's better, has more nutrients, more energy in short. Has more starch, the starch is very digestible, so perfect. Now in pigs, it's different. Pigs behave similar to humans. And I will put two examples on that, just to understand first. In the Second World, Second World War, uh, World war, war uh, there were a lot of prisoners from the British Empire in the Asian countries, eh, in the concentration camps. And the mortality in those camps, the mortality was high, the people were suffering a lot, but in the concentration camps in which the prisoner ate rice, the mortality was much lower than in those camps in which rice was not available. So rice had something that makes sense. Second, we don't need to go to, to, to the empire, to the British empire. Now they are out of the European <laughs> Union, so we don't need to mention <laughs> to them any longer. This is what happened in Spain. In Spain, when you were a kid and you have a problem of diarrhea, there were two solutions. And both of them work. If your father were poor, no food at all for one day. And I can tell you, you reduce the diarrhea and if your parents were rich, you have some rice, both works, (laughs) (laughs) depending on the standards. And now the point is why the rice is working, and still we don't know for sure. But it's very clear, and I did some trial in Spain, remember, is the country of probably out of Asia that produces more rice. I mean, the production of rice very high, not only in the Mediterranean area, but also in Badajoz, in Extremadura, close to Portugal. It's a very good production of rice. And I started working on that as a source of cereals without any fiber. I was working then on low fiber diet. And that's what I use rice. And I noticed that when I substitute 50% of the corn for 50% of rice, the piglets ate 10% more. Wow. I have more than, it's published the paper. I have more than six, seven papers published on that. They eat more. Not in in broilers. In broilers, they eat less. Why? Because they have more energy, so the animals eat a little bit less. But in pigs, they eat much more. And the reason I started working on that, that's what I get in contact with John Plasky, which is, by, by the way, now that he's not listening to us, he's a very, very good professional, I like him a lot. And we were together, we were looking at that for for a long time. And we know there is something there in the rice, and I can tell you, nobody knows, because I tried to read it. Nobody knows what is inside there. But I know, for example, that in some way, when you go to the hospital, usually the first thing that they do before asking, I mean, first they ask you for the bank account, no? But after asking for the bank account, <laughs> they put you some serum in the blood, no? They put it to the. And in this serum that they put in the blood, there are some components from the rice, too. So I mean, that probably what they are doing is when the pigs die, they are always dying for dehydration. They are not drying because of coli because' not drying because of salmonella. It's dehydration. and what they do with you in the hospital is the same. They put you because the main reason of mortality is if you dehydrate, so they put you it's very cheap and that. and the serum to me, the rice has something that will not let the animals to dehydrate as uh, that quickly. but it really it's just you give it and the animals will eat. More the feed conversion is not much better; it's a slightly better, but the main reason is that they grow much more. And one thing that I noticed in my research against what the John Plasky and I called him for that, John, you told that with rice the animals will uh, will have less diarrhea. But in my experimental farm, when I used 60% rice, the pigs have more diarrhea. But I noticed, he told me, this is not possible, Gonzalo, you are not looking at the right pigs. (laughs) So so it was correct. The pigs that have diarrhea in my facilities were the big ones. Why? Because they were eating a lot. So it was a diarrhea, but it was not a diarrhea because of Black Spira. It was not. The diarrhea was because they were eating a lot, so they have just excess of consumption. But... When you treat this animal, with any antibiotic, the problem totally disappears. So right now, this paper was published more than 15 years ago when I started working on that. And rice, to me, is a very, very good product for piglets. And I will tell you one story because it's good. I was very happy because 15 years ago, I mean, I thought I I discovered the world, no? You always believe that you are the first one. (laughs) Sure, yeah, that happened. And I was very happy. I just published that in Spain. The people start using rice that still they are using. is very expensive, but makes sense depending on what you want. And I was happy. I was putting my medals, and medals camps and comes. No? And suddenly, I was invited to go to Venezuela to give a, a university there to give a course for a week. And there, it was in Maracaibo, in the lake Maracaibo, in the south, close to Colombia, where the, where the guerrilla were. Yeah. And they took me to this area. And suddenly they told me, do you want this small feed mill there? Do you want to visit this small feed mill? But it's dangerous because close to Colombia, is the area of the guerrilla. And I said, okay, if I'm here at home, I have my mother-in-law, so I prefer to <laughs> be the guerrilla. No? So, no, it's a nice lady, by the way. So I went there to the feed mill, and it came out that the nutrition was not there. It was a small feed mill, No. But in Venezuela, I mean, and then I say, what is it? Suddenly, they told me, well, the, the, the nutrition, nutrition is not here, but I will show you the feed meal. And suddenly, I saw broken rice in one of the corners. And I went there, and I said, the guy that was with me, who was the production manager, said, what is this? No, no, said, this is broken rice. And what do you have here? Because I thought, said, no, no, the nutritionist, there was a lady that I never met, told us not to prepare any diet for piglets, without adding at least 30% of broken rice. So they destroyed all my feeling. <laughs> this lady in the middle of the day. Oh my goodness. Always <laughs> no knew no than, better than me what to do for nutrition. Oh my goodness. That's, well, that's, this- that's a really nice history, Gonzalo. <laughs> <laughs> they say, right, um, a good idea is uh, always copied. So yeah. <laughs> No, I learned I learn from that because I know now it's more important to copy, to improve copies than to invent something new. But For do sure. you know, this is, this is something that I, I think that it's great and, and only happens to people like you, that the, you are always ready to learn. And doesn't matter where, doesn't matter from who, because sometimes it happens that some people are... I don't want to say cultures, but some people, they, they they hesitate to learn from someone that they may consider that they will not give uh, something. But but this is a, the best example that in every place in the world, even in the most <laughs> hided place, you can learn, no? Uh, but this is what you said is important also in life. It's not related to pigs, it's in general. Yeah. We are here talking just in general. We don't need to, to talk only one thing. One thing is very important, People I call nut- secret nutritionists. Nutritionists, they have secrets. The same happen with pathology, everything. No? And to me, in general, of course, not 100%, but when you have a secret, it's because of something. <laughs> and usually it's because you are doing something wrong. <laughs> that's very good me. I mean, not 100% of the time. So. No, no, but that's yeah. nice. nice you nice, have secrets, be careful. I mean, this is for something. And this is just philosophy. I think life at the end is philosophy. I'm totally open to talk. And for example, on my presentation, I don't have any problem on people using it. I don't send PDF. People you want to use it. I don't have any problem. It's part of my work. But I say one thing. When I am open, I always tell the same thing. In China, Spain, Mexico. I only have the same thing what I think. But I'm learning from 100 people. And I can tell you, the other 100 people might be stupid. But between the 100 of them... (laughs) They know much more than me. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. You never know where you might find some uh, knowledge uh, worth learning, yeah.